0: Hey, River Wards, I'm so thankful for you. I wanted to, to be here and do this sermon in person. Twenty years ago, about this time of year, the first launch team was gathering. It was me and another pastor named Jeff Bradford are gathering a launch team to plant the first church in Fairmount. And here we are 20 years later. There's a communion of churches. There's a network of churches. There's nine churches and church plants and we have a lot to be thankful for. I'm especially thankful for you. Uh, This church has supported me really generously the past three years, and uh, by God's grace, uh, I've raised a lot, and Michael Black, who's a hometown hero of yours, I love working with that guy. Uh, He raises money too, and we've both gone after it. But um, starting this July, all the network churches are sharing, are contributing equally, But you guys launched me, so I'm super thankful for you. Uh, Being a Christian means not only do we get God, but we get each other. And we're going to see it's a worldwide family. So the gospel is a call to communion. I'm going to dive in uh, and just jump into the sermon um, because there's some snowy roads. So you guys stand while you listen to the sermon, so let's do that. Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus Even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ who will sustain you to the end guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ God is faithful by whom you are called into the fellowship of his son Jesus Christ our Lord this is God's word the gospel is a call to communion I'm going to show you three ways from Scripture That the gospel is a call to communion. If you're new to faith, there's going to be something here for you. And if you're exploring Jesus, there's something for you. If you've been here, uh, been a Christian for 20 years, or 50, or 80, uh, there's new things in God's word. So let's dive in. The gospel is a call to communion first with the living God. Start with this last verse, and let's work backward. So Paul's writing to a church it's Paul and Sosthenes, which is interesting. No one's ever chosen that name for their kids. You choose the name Sosthenes. It won't be like Sosthenes T Sosthenes in kindergarten. He'll be the only one, which is kind of cool. My gift to you. I met a Sosthenes in South Sudan. He was awesome. He went by Sosthen. And I was like, where's that name from? Oh, he's Paul, Paul's companion. It's the coolest thing ever. Um, so Paul's writing to this church. They have a lot of problems. They're not a perfect church, but look how thankful he is for them. He's like so thankful for them. They're in Christ. They've been gifted in every way and he's confident for their future. Look at the last verse. God is faithful by whom you're called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Two words, called. We think of call as like an invitation. In the Bible, call makes it happen. It's effectual. Sovereignty is a big word. It means God's in charge of stuff. God can change people. God called them. God calls us. God is actually the one who helps you become a Christian. And yes, you need his help. God called. And he called them into, second important word, the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And this word that's translated here, fellowship, is used about 35 times. It's the word, uh, this, it's the Greek word koinonia. It's used about 35 times in the New Testament. It means deep relationship, partnership, it means to share in something, fellowship, communion, communion. And it's, we have communion through the Son with God Himself. God, has, God is in communion, God is in fellowship here's the thing about God God is not lonely It always cracks me up Uh, pop culture depictions of God God is an old person in a place like heaven that looks like he doesn't have anything to do someone's left the fog machine on too long God is lonely God is not lonely God has existed in love God is the origin of love God is the fountain of everything that has blown you away your whole life And God is the only one we can say and actually mean it from the depths of our being. And it makes sense. There is nothing better than you. We can sing that. There is nothing better than you. And that's who we're in communion with. That's who we get in the gospel. And look, there's some warnings here. Uh, The person who says, I don't know if I want fellowship with God. Uh, There's a couple ways I would... address that. One, yeah, you don't know what you're missing. You don't know what you're missing. And the second is more of a warning. People who don't want fellowship with God, you'll get what you want forever. And so you, I plead with you to think, do you really want that? The offer of the gospel is an offer of being in fellowship and relationship with God Himself. There's this famous prayer that John, uh, the last living disciple, he records in John 17, and Jesus ends it. He's praying for the church and the future church, and he prays that the love with which you have loved me, the Father to Son, okay, the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. How close is our communion with God? We have the love of God in us, and we have God himself in us it's amazing that's what we're called into how does it happen go back to verse 2 to those sanctified in Christ Jesus called to be Saints together here's that word called again Saints means those made holy and it's not the Eagle Scout Christians it's not just famous exemplary people it's everyone who's in Christ and you're sanctified in Christ because When you believe in Christ, you're united to him spiritually, and all that he's done counts for you. His cross counts for you. His resurrection is your destiny. All that's yours. We're sanctified in Christ. And you know what we get? We get a big, crazy family. We do. Um, He says, you know, this, this next verse, look, he wants, the, the verse after the verse I read, he says, I appeal to you brothers by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you all agree that there be no divisions among you but that you be united in the same mind and same judgment. I appeal to you, please don't have divisions. They had chosen favorite leaders and basically made t-shirts. I'm a Paul guy, I'm an Apollos guy, I'm a Peter guy. And he's like, none of that, don't have divisions. So look, Liberty Communion, there are churches, by God's grace, in Harrisburg, Mainline, Newtown Square, Glenside, that's Bridge Community Church that joined our network, Fairmount, River Wards, Northeast, Collingswood, and yes, Tampa, we have a Florida man, Liberty Network has a Florida man, a guy who loves Florida, he's like, I want to go back to my hometown and plant, will you help me, you've talked for years about connecting. About churches helping churches, would you help me and still walk with me? So we said yes. We're part of something big and great. What was the verse? Remember how it read? We're connected with all those everywhere who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. With all those everywhere. With all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ both their Lord and ours, that's what we're brought into. I was uh, at a church in Florida just for a couple of days this past week. It's a small network, um, but they had this global gathering. I met an evangelist from Ireland, these people from cities in Africa and in Asia that I'd never heard of. It was just a snapshot. Do you realize how big the thing is we're a part of? how big God's family is through history all over the world. That's what you're part of. And you know what? We're called to communion with each other. That's the second way. The gospel calls us to communion with each other, to koinonia with each other. Listen to Acts 2. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship. That's the Greek word koinonia again. To the breaking of bread and prayers, an awe came upon every soul. Many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. A related word to koinonia. Koinos means sharing. And they were selling the possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Notice, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the koinonia, to the communion. This is the birth of the church. And it's this, uh, it's this season of growth and peace until the rest of Acts happens and it's like normal life and everybody needs the gospel but right here they look they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to the fellowship and i just want to call us to say hey let's be devoted so we're going to say to every church let's be devoted to online gathering uh covid taught us a lot of things sometimes you have a, a sunday like this and you're snowed in and you can't be here also what happened during covid People like to watch church in their pajamas, in their bed, on their couch, and it's easier. Let's just admit it's easier. Some people need to stay home because there's real health stuff going on. It's easier, but it's not better for you. It's not. It's just not. And you miss the Lord's Supper, which strengthens you, you're missing out. Let's urge each other, let's encourage each other to be devoted. Listen to this Dorothy Day quote. Um, She's an anarchist, an activist. She started Catholic Worker. Fascinating life. Her autobiography is called The Long Loneliness. The Long Loneliness, which is sometimes life in this world, which is a great way to describe COVID. And to love, we must know each other. It's true, right? We cannot love God. To love, we must know each other. We know him in the breaking of bread. We know each other in the breaking of bread. And we are not alone anymore. Heaven is a banquet. And life is a banquet too. Even with a crust where there is companionship. We have all known the long loneliness. And we have learned that the only solution is love. And that love comes with community. At Liberty... For years, we've talked about the gospel leads us upward to a life of worship to each other and a life of community and in a posture to the world and to the region, to the city, and love of neighbor, worship, community, mercy. We're called in this long loneliness to community, my friends. Uh, America's getting weirder. There's more and more isolation There are isolating rhythms of life that have been increasing in the last 75 years. Since 2000, it's accelerated. You remember when you used to watch TV with your family? Because there was one TV, and you had to talk to a human being about what to watch. Now, even TV is not something we do. Why am I pointing this out? Friends, we're called to be countercultural. we called to be countercultural people. And to follow Jesus, we need to be more dedicated to life together than normal Americans are. If I asked you, hey, uh, these folks are running an experiment. It's going to take about an hour of your time. I need you to do this stuff. We're pretty sure it makes people depressed, incontent with their lives, and frustrated with life in general. Uh, you do it for free. Does that sound good to you? You would say, No. I don't want to be even be part of that experiment. Yet, as a culture, we're devoted to social media, which is designed to be addictive, which is predicted to make you unhappier and more frustrated with your life and with everybody else, and news, which is designed, how to, they're trying to sell advertisements too, and more people watch when they freak everybody out. And if that sounds crazy, maybe we're crazy. What if this year, he said, you know what? What Philippians 4 says, being devoted, whatever is true, good, beautiful, noble, loving. I'm going to fill my mind with those things. I am going to spend more time in God's word and in sermons and in teaching and in prayer and in everything from Jesus than the time I spend with this other stuff. And just see what happens to your mind, to your peace to your contentment, to your ability to love. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer writes about how we really need to be able to listen to love and we need to have God's word in us so we can speak it to each other. And that's what we're called to. So I just want to urge you to keep living that out. Be devoted to community. We're called to communion together. And lastly, we're called to communion and ministry. We're called to communion and ministry. Listen to the end of Romans 15. At present, however, I am going to Jerusalem bringing aid to the saints from Macedonia and Achaia have been pleased to make some koinonia, some contribution. It's the same word. Some sharing for the poor among the saints at Jerusalem. Uh, It was a food security issue. There was a famine out in and around Jerusalem, and the rest of the churches took up this massive collection and delivered it with a bunch of leaders. It was what Easter Outreach was. Easter Outreach started in this church, and then in 2019 was serving 10,000 meals. 2021, it was between 8 and 9 million pounds of food, and is now, of course, this nonprofit Vito Baldini runs. But churches helping churches... We can do more together than we can apart. That's not just something that I like to say. That's really true. And hey, I, I love you guys. You are called to live, speak, and serve the very presence of Jesus here. And we need to be fully engaged with our neighborhoods and this church has loved the River Wards. It's been great to hear about the, the new tutoring stuff that's happening uh, as well as the tutoring stuff that's been happening for years. Can we pray, Lord, lead us how to commune in ministry together? What could we share? In Hebrews, it just says simply, don't neglect doing good and the koinonia, what you have. Share what you have. Some of us, it's easier to share our money. We'd rather share money and not our time. Other of us, uh, we'd rather share time. Let's share what God has given us to bless his world This is the privilege of being a Christian. We commune with God, we commune with each other, and yes, we commune in ministry. Uh, I love this church, let me pray for you, and um, then unfortunately I need to jump in a car, let's pray. Lord, we love you, I thank you so much for the good fruit at this church in River Wards. Thank you for John and all the staff, all the deaconesses and deacons and elders here. Bless them, bless every home meeting leader, I pray that you would uh, lead them to continue to be an example in the city of a church that seeks to love its neighborhood well. I pray you would encourage their our hearts in Jesus Christ, Lord, we pray you would take us deeper in communion with you and in communion with each other so that you would be glorified so that we'd know your joy. May we love you and love each other more and lead us to love our neighbor more. Lord, we love you and we commit ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for letting me be with you. I love you.